You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Talk about a nail biter. Boy. Talk about a nail biter. Well, I wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, it was a nail biter. Talk about a nail biter. <laughs> Talk about a new episode of Locked On Texans on the Locked On Podcast Network, your daily Texas talk. The Bulls on Parade with a party twist. John, some sports guy, Hickman, and across from me, my man. Cody Davis, first and foremost, guys, I hope everyone was safe. Um, after the flood, the oh the gosh. mini flood we had, that was the fastest flood I ever seen in Houston. Yeah, it got it came and went. It came and went all within three Sounds hours. Like something you would do at Bluetooth. Uh, <laughs> um, our apologies for not getting um the last few shows out. Shows out, you know, it's only due to the rain and the floods. But um, hopefully, everyone who's listening to this, um, you know, we just hope all is well with you guys. Most definitely, and thank you guys for tuning back in. You know, this is. The recap episode on Mondays to kick your Mondays off. So we're definitely going to be talking about the first half, second half. And also, guys, whenever you hear this, don't forget to check the show out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and you can argue that sports.com. And we need feedback on a game that we all want to join this year. When you listen to this, when you tweet us, Facebook us, it don't matter. We want one game in a place that we can all go and join and watch a game. Uh, for this upcoming year, the season that's going on right now. But, Cody, uh, listen, a nail-biter is, this is, I think this is the best way to, you know, come out and say it. There were so many ups and downs. You know, we watched the game together with some friends, and there were so many, what the hell, and get rid of the ball. That, I don't know how many times we said that, and, and that's definitely on my uh, my list of grievances today, but nail biter nonetheless. I was very close. I picked the game to be 28 23. Game came out to be 27 20. Should have been 20, should have been 28. I've been winning for um, a little bit more, but what did you see from this game? I just, I didn't want to get into this early, but I'm going to have to. The defense. Finally showed up. When it mattered. When, when it, mattered. it mattered. Because I'm glad you said that. First and foremost, we finally got a sighting from who? Justin James. Justin James Watt. By the way, the best Watt in the Watt family. Put a, put a stamp on that. Put a stamp on it. The guy gave you two sacks, five tackles, three solo hits. Oh, and by the way, the two sacks that he had in today's game, that placed him 43rd all-time on the NFL Sackless passing Henry Thomas. And Henry, my Henry, man. Henry from the HD yeah, show. my man Henry. <laughs> and the thing about it is he missed two seasons. So yes. I'm definitely glad you brought up the defense and, and highlighted Justin James. Oh, uh, sorry to cut you off. Can I say something else about the defense? What you got? I'm – how can I put this? I'm about – 60-40 of the Texans secondary. I say 60-40 only because going into this game, I don't just due to the fact we didn't get a chance to do the final, the big preview with locked on charges only due to the fact of the flood. Weather, yeah. So on the Texas wire, I wrote how important it was for the Texans secondary to make sure they do a good job. I say I'm 60-40 because 
They won the game. The, the one they won the game, but two, they secondary actually played a solid game. And and and, and but listen to these numbers, John. Listen to these numbers, John. And listeners, listen. Guess how many players recorded over a hundred reception yards? One. Exactly. That's the player. Yeah, exactly. That and that 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 was the player, Keenan Allen. Of course, he he had thirteen receptions, one hundred and eighty three yards. And two touchdowns. I don't understand. I, I can't see that being a good game. But, John, the next receiver was Mike Williams. He only had 48 reception yards. And he was the second leader in receptions for Los Angeles. You know. The secondary stepped up. Yes, Keenan. Pull it like this. Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen. They're going to get theirs. But the fact that they were able to lock everyone else, especially Mike Williams, that that was a step in the right direction. And not only that, there were key plays, especially in the fourth quarter, that the secondary played their butts. They, they, they played they their ass better. off, man. I'm going to just go ahead on and say it. They made better plays in the fourth quarter. Uh, here's my, my beef with the. With the defense. It's not the front seven, and I definitely want to highlight the front seven like you did with J.J. Watt. DJ Reader came to play today. He had a sack. And my man, listen, <laughs> who? Whitney. Merciless. So no mercy today. He's ball. He had another sack fumble. He's coming to step up uh, and play the first three games of the season. He has four sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's balling. The entire front seven played a very good game together. My beef with the defense right now is the coverage. And, oh, by the way, how many missed tackles did we count today? Now, you you did go up against a San Diego team who they were without Hunter Henry. They were without their safeties, Durbin James, our pro Durbin James. And, you know, there's a lot. And I definitely want to look at what happened on the flip side of the ball with the offense. But missed tackles. On one play alone, I counted five missed tackles. On top of that, the coverage is an issue. Jonathan Joseph showed why he's 54 years old. <laughs> he when he, he's giving up too much, that cushion is giving up too much space. Keenan Allen is going to eat that. He's one of the best route runners. I believe he's the best route runner in the league. He can get open by his footwork alone. And he proved that. And today. he proved it today with 180 yards, 13 catches, and two touchdowns. You can't give him that much space. And, oh, by the way, if you press up, that's another issue. What's going to happen when there is no faith? And we talked about this before. You're going to come up on a line. That's not going to work. You're going to give him a cushion. That's not going to work. And that's my issue right now. Now, kudos to the front seven. They played their ass off today. They got after Phillip Rivers, especially, Cody, when it matters. Listeners, when it matters, they got after Phillip Rivers. And, yes, we were all excited for Justin James, Merciless, DJ Reader, who I said had a good game, uh, Charles and Mew, who out of the rookie out of UT, he did what he did, created some pressure. I'm just worried about the, the, the back four, the DBs. But shout-out to Adai. Uh, he went out, played the Chargers who released him, cut him. He went out and played with so much passion. Uh, even got unsportsmanlike conduct at the end of the game because he was so fired up. You guys can't cut me. So that was good to see. Um, but that wasn't my biggest beef with today. Of course, I, I, I definitely have things that I want to critique. Here's what I just want to shout out. 
Houston, I think we have the tight end for what we need to do. Atkins had two touchdowns. Mm. One on a big catch and run. I know we like to do a lot of tight end by committee. We started off with Fells, and we saw Thomas today. I think Atkins is a starting tight end moving forward into this season. And Carlos Hyde played well. The run, the run the game. But you know who deserves a lot of credit today? Who? I said before the season, we're going to see different combinations out of offensive line. Mm. And I was shocked and surprised when it came out and Roderick Johnson was not the starting right tackle. They move Howard to the left tackle, but Cody, when I look at strictly offensive line play, mm-hmm. because that's what I'm going to get into in the second half with who I have a beef with right now. Mm-hmm. They blocked their asses off. They the really game. did. Like honestly, that was by far possibly the best line that I've seen in the Texans. And man, I can't, I, I can't even tell you when the last time the Texans had a line this good. That core right there. Should be the core that Bill O'Brien plays night in and night out every single week. Rookie Max Sharpen came to play. He started at left guard. They moved Howard over from left guard, moved him to right tackle. And, and I think that's and okay. I think, I think Howard did pretty good on the right side. And remember when the game started and we got the lineup situation, remember I was kind of hesitant at first. I was like, how's this going to work? Johnson just did a good job out there last so, week. So, man. Key of the game. Mentioning offensive line, we mentioned the front seven. Mm-hmm. Two sacks for the Texans. Deshaun Watson went out and had a game, 350 yards, three TDs, no interceptions. He also added 18 on the ground. Running game really wasn't that good today, but they got good protection, passing uh, blocking wise. They got really good protection. Only two sacks for Deshaun. That's on our side of the ball. Flip side, five sacks hmm. for our defense. Each Gang, this season we went down from six to four. Now we're at two. Oh yeah, two. The offensive line combinations, I think, moving forward. And this is a team with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. <laughs> These are two bookends that get after the quarterback. They played their ass off today. Kudos to the offensive line. I I I loved it. I really did. I loved it as well, John. But at the end of the day, man, I know you don't agree with me, but I feel like. I feel that the Texans secondary took a step in the right direction today. The fact that you only allow one guy to record over 100 receiving yards. Well, one guy is all you need sometimes. Yeah, and you're right. But it when you take a look at the fact that the next guy only recorded 48 receiving yards. That's and the that's fact that's that good. they secondary, especially... Late in the fourth quarter, when Phillip Rivers was trying to march down a field, they made some key defensive stops. Yes. When, they, when, when it mattered, they let, stepped up. Let me say this. Lonnie Johnson had a rough day. There was a call on him. He made a hell of a play, and they, they threw the flag um, against him. I, I will say this. I am very interested to see how he's going to grow throughout his growing pains. He's a, He's a rookie. He's a rookie. I see they have some slack. I'm, I'm cutting him slack. I'm cutting him slack. Yeah, give him some slack because last slack. week he, he, had, he had a, a big, really good a game. Really big PBU. This week, I know it's difficult when you're going up against the likes of Kenan Allen and, you know, Phillip Rivers who can just – he can find whoever. He had a rough day, but in this rough day, he had some moments mm-hmm. that he really stood out. I do want to say that in the first half alone, I did count. Uh, these issues, those missed tackles, 
too many missed tackles. I don't know what happened with tackling, uh, but that was in the first half. That drastically improved in the second half. The coverage was very disgusting. Deshaun and those costly mistakes that he can make and holding the ball too long and that early fumble. And I'll talk about that moving for, uh, moving next. The pressure from the front seven, Lonnie Johnson Jr. And referees, can we get some damn flags that we throw out? Can we, Cody? Man, look, you know, you, you know who I'm a fan of. You know who I got beef with. So I'm going to just leave that alone. I don't want to go to a game, pay money for a ticket, and get pissed off by these calls. I don't at all, especially when I'm paying good money on Vivid Seats. When I want to make a memory that lasts a lifetime, I let Vivid Seats, the app, help me get to my favorite event. I don't want to go to a game and get pissed off. I spend my money, especially considering I spent money even when I saved money when I enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Guys, I just want to tell you about Vivid Seats while we're here. Might as well. Vivid Seats is an online ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime, just like the Texas game. Vivid Seats offer great prices and easy purchasing experience, as well as an in-app loyalty program, the Vivid Seats Reward Program. With reward statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Fame, with reward statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famers, customers can earn from 10% to 16% credit on all of their purchases through our app for the month of September. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivacy app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivacy Rewards program and will enjoy credits on all of their purchases. All Vivacy's confirmed orders are backed by 100% guarantee. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Coming up next on Locked On Texans, we got a lot more to talk about. And throughout the week, you know, tomorrow we're going to dive into it some more, some more, some more. But the second half of this game was really electrifying. We found out a lot about this team. And I can't wait to talk about that on Locked On Texans podcast, the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Man, yesterday was just a good day all around the league. Daniel Jones DJ. got his first start and actually won. D. Jones in, in, in a dramatic finish. By yes. Also. Man, that's so sad. How you miss a field goal like that? You got one job. Well, it can happen. Uh, and just looking around our division, Jacoby Brissett, did he ball out mm. yesterday? Um, we know the Jags, they got their win on Thursday. Uh, Minshew Hive is alive and well. <laughs> and they ended up beating Tennessee, who I believe will have to make a quarterback change soon. Uh, we know our quarterback position here in Houston is solidified. Cody, I am worried now. I'm worried because I get Deshaun Washington is who he is. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can, you drafted me. Because I said all the time, in back-to-back years, I played in the national title game in college against Alabama, and I am on my side. John, I'm very positive he had a concussion in both games. And in the second game, I think he had two. He just went back out there. I know Mike Williams did. But I went out and balled out. You know who I am. You knew what I was before you drafted me. But this is the NFL. And there were some hits yesterday that really 
You know, I said when we watched, I said, listen, he when he gets back to Houston, he's the front office has to Bill O'Brien, the owner, everybody has to bring him to the office and say, This cannot continue to happen. Throw the ball away when you need to throw the ball away. Slide when you need to slide. Especially when you're already up 10 points. Hmm. You live to fight another day. You know, and I'm I'm just I'm really worried. Now, granted, everybody had a very good game on the receiver end. He threw 351 yards. He had three touchdowns. Kenny Stills led the team with 89 yards. Atkins had 73 with two touchdowns. Hopkins had uh, 67. Fuller had 41. Fells had 49. Damn, everybody had ate, huh? Everybody. Duke Johnson had 22. So it was a very complete game, and Fells had a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Two tight ends accounted for three touchdowns yesterday, which is really good. Uh, still haven't seen Cahill Warren, by the way. <laughs> still waiting to see that, but I'm 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 getting concerned. Going back to Deshaun Watson and you being concerned, John, I have the same concern as you. I believe it was the third quarter where he took a helmet to helmet contact. Unnecessary. Like you say, when they get back to Houston. Bill O'Brien and the rest of his coaching staff need to sit Deshaun Watson down and say, this can't happen. And I'm going to tell you this, John, and I'm going to allude to this a lot this for these next couple of days. You know who we play against next Sunday? I'm sure you're going to tell me. The Carolina Panthers. Hmm. And there's a guy by the name of Cam Newton. Who, by the way, speaking of big days, Wild Kyle Allen. Played at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. He balled off of Carolina today, and I think that spot will be solidified moving forward. Next Sunday, Deshaun Watson needs to look over there across the field. If he's on the field. If he's on the field. If he's at the stadium. If Even if he's not on – that's even worse if he's not on the field. Whoever, just look at the Carolina Panthers. Think of Cam Newton and say to yourself, I don't want to have to end up like that guy because I'm telling you, Cam Newton used to do the same exact stuff that Deshaun Watson is doing now. And granted, it worked for a really long time. One MVP. He, even one MVP could have won the Super Bowl if it wasn't if he didn't have to go up against that unstoppable defense. But look what Cam Newton is now. And the fact is, he's still young. Cam Newton is a what what do you call this when you see your, your the, the yourself and someone else? It's like your future self. It's a, it's a term for that. I, I can't think what it is. My but anyways, if Deshaun Watson does not change his game, if Deshaun Watson does not change his game, he is the future Cam Newton. And the, the thing is, I, I, don't, I, hate to, I would hate to say that. I mean, I don't want that to happen. But the reality of it is, with that helmet-to-helmet, which was a crown, was there a flag thrown? No, no, it wasn't. Which was that was kind of concerning because they put this rule in for that reason for quarterbacks. <laughs> so there wasn't a flag thrown, um, and it doesn't matter what position you are. But that rule is is for quarterbacks, and, and I know he was a runner on that play, but I definitely would hate to see that because I think his talent level is crazy. Cam Newton is also a guy that. Before Carolina drafted him, they knew what Cam Newton was. And it worked for a very long time. Hell, it worked in D.C. for RG3 for one season. But that's he the won thing. 
it's just you got to make those changes. Yeah, and I don't want to get caught up in who and what and the comparisons, but I think that is a fair comparison because of their style of play. Also, look at RG3 and what happened to him. Luckily, when Deshaun bounced back from his ACL injury, he was able to go 11-5 to and take a team to the playoffs. And he's having a good season thus far. Those unnecessary hits just can't happen. But another thing that I have my eye on, the announcer that called the game, the commentator, <laughs> He was going back and forth about him holding the ball too long. And I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you this. I think the Texans have an issue right now with short design plays. And I also believe there's an issue with Deshaun Watson. Now, granted, this is just who he is. He's just He, he, wants, to, he, he wants to win. But I had an issue with Deshaun looks for those home run plays way too much. Most definitely. Leaves the ball. Uh, that, that leads to the ball being held way too long. And then that leads to nothing a lot of times. When and you can either get the ball out or just, or just throw play. it away. How many times just did I away. say just throw, it, just throw it out of bounds? There was one play where he he, he escaped out of the pocket. He's going to continue to do that. And that's not the part of his game I'm asking to change. Mm-hmm. But if you have a tight end who can get you three to four yards, there's no reason why you're holding the ball for two to three more seconds when you have a guy already open. When Deshaun does that, that leads to incomplete, a big-ass hit, or just nothing. Nothing at all. And he's not the guy that anybody wants to see. You don't want to see anybody go through that. Mm. I don't. But not Deshaun. That is a part of the game, I think, for the offense and him. There has to be more quick reads for him to get the ball out. Because have you noticed, the more he gets more completions, he feels this stuff. He gets a little bit more juicy. I mm-hmm. think that was an issue that he had in Jacksonville. He wasn't getting those completions like that. Now, today, I'm seeing it. I saw it against the Saints. More passes getting out helps him get his game and his rhythm. He can't do that just sitting and waiting for home run plays. And if nothing is there, please Let just throw the ball away right. out of bounds. I can't tell you how many. Because he. The first drive of the game, he calls the fumble when he tried to spike it down, and it bounced back up. Boom! Chargers had it, and then midway, I can't, I can't remember if this was midway through the third or early in the fourth. Remember, he actually did throw an interception, but yes. he was actually holding on the defensive end. Once again, he just needs to learn. If there's nothing there, please, just throw the ball Let away out of bounds. I, I just don't understand. I would rather see him throw the ball away out of bounds than taking an unnecessary hit or causing an unnecessary turnover. Yeah, and one of those hits he took, I, I did like a deep no. Because it was, he took him a while to get up. Oh, when he fell on his back? He took him a while to get up. Matter of fact, that was the same play he threw the interception. It took him a while to get up. Overall, man, I, I'm happy to see how this team fought today. Mm-hmm. They fought last week when things wasn't going the way they probably expected or the whole nine. They fought. They fought today even when the Chargers was making their comeback. When the Chargers had the lead, they went into halftime being down, scored 14 points. In that third quarter, they continued to fight. And one thing, Cody, I really enjoyed was just I can see a connection between the quarterback and the tight end. I think moving forward, Atkins is the tight end for this offense. And I like that. I'm okay with that. And that's going to make it hard for everybody. And speaking of making it hard, right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. 
Visit Bluetooth.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Bluetooth.com, promo code MLB. Now, what is Bluetooth? I said speaking of making it hard, so I have to segue. <laughs> Bluetooth is the first FDA-approved pill with the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. It's chewable. It works up to twice as fast as a pill. There's no waiting time. If you want to order it like I just told you to do, why not do it? It gives you the extra confidence in the bedroom whenever you're with your woman. It's shipped to you in a discreet package. There's no labels on it. It's not awkward. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. Blue Chew is not only the wave, it's the future. You don't want nobody in your business. You just want to get busy. BlueChew.com. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. And we definitely thank them for sponsoring Locked On Texans. My notes for the entire game, I think the biggest note for one, first and foremost, that offensive line combination for today, mm-hmm. that needs to be the offensive line for the rest of the season. For the next 12 games, this is who I need to see. Gosh, I hope Bill O'Brien don't change it up. Um, well, it's Billy O. Billy O play calling was, it was, kudos, can I... The play calling in, in the first game against the Saints, it was really good in the first half. Got vanilla in the second. The play calling against Everything Jacksonville, in that Jacksonville game was just, was just ugly. Blah. Today was the first day, the first <laughs> game I saw consistently great play calling from first to fourth. And I got to give him kudos to him, mm-hmm. uh, trusting his OC and just the entire offensive coaching staff. Sharpen played a hell of a game. I like how it out there, and Larry Thompson just continues to show us why making that trade was really good. And not just him, Kenny Stills making plays all over the field. Nice to see Justin James back. Two sacks. Merciless continue to do what he does. Overall, it's a good game. I just really i am concerned about these areas of the field. Our defensive backs, our DBs. The, the defensive schemes that we're doing in three weeks in a row, I'm seeing way too much cushion, and that's worrying me because do you not have any confidence in your cornerbacks to press up? Seven to to ten yards off the, the, the receiver, that's entirely way too much for me, Cody. But once again, once again, this is a great game. Last but not least, at the start of the fourth quarter, the Texans were dead last in every defensive category. That was funny. And then what did they go do in the fourth quarter? I don't care what you got to say, John. I believe the defensive backs took a step in the right direction. I'm not saying that it was perfect. All I'm saying is it was better than the last two games. And it's a step in the right direction. Almost 200 yards to one receiver. Um, I will say this also. That offensive line looks like it's going to be built from what we saw today. And they did go up against a hell of a defensive line, but it looks like it's going to be built for pass protection. And if that's the case, I'm okay with that. It's a quarterback league, and we got a guy you got to protect because he can't protect himself sometimes. Locked on Texas podcast, everybody. Uh, just like any other time, thank you guys for lending us your ears. Don't forget to let us know what game you would like to see as a a big group. We know we have listeners from everywhere in the world. But if you are in the city of Houston, just let us know. Tweet us, Facebook us. doesn't matter. I am John, some sports guy, Hickman. And always, across from me now, my man, 
Cody Davis. Guys, please make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and please be sure to subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date on all things Houston Texans. Bulls on Parade with a party twist. My advice. I always got to leave some advice for the guys at the end of the show. Well, I'll tell you what. Texas pulled out a win, got lucky on Sunday. I hope you pull out and get lucky on Monday. You guys oh, have a great God. night. <laughs> Locked on Texas, book a break. Two and one, baby. Let's go. You are Locked on Texas, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.